Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside Ethan Cardwell. And Cards, before I flip it to you, actually, just as I was saying that, I've done the same intro 77 episodes other than you took it once, I think. But maybe next episode, maybe I switch it up. You think it's uh, something to think about? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a topic that could be discussed off the air to decide on what we want for our future. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just like you have it so down pat. Like you could literally be like doing whatever. I feel like you could ring that thing off in your sleep. You know it. Like, you know, it, like the Bible at this point. <laughs> you know, what's funny, actually, and people don't know this at the beginning. I mean, early, like first 10 episodes, like that used to take me like four tries. And we used to have so many random bloopers. Maybe not that one. But remember, like we would just start laughing at each other and stuff. And like we wouldn't be we would have to repeat like six times. Well, yeah, it's because we were like, oh, like, we're like at, at the start, we were doing it just like as like kind of a joke or like whatever. We were just trying to do it for fun. So it was just like, what are we doing? Like, we were just laughing at each other for every word we'd say. We'd be like, we try to be serious and we just start laughing because it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now it's like, it's just a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's ingrained in our, uh, in who we are now. So I feel like uh, we got it so down pat that. I don't know. You could do it legit at any point. If you've had a couple beers, if you're doing this, if you're sleeping, I don't even know if you're having a shower, you could probably ring this thing off. Just so second nature for you now. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've done it with a few beers before a couple episodes ago when I was in Guelph. Remember I was coming back from a dinner and I didn't expect to do the podcast that night and we had an interview. It was Jack Thompson. That, that was funny. You may have, uh, may have had a few takes that time just because yeah. the giggles were kicking in you were laughing yeah but anyway man so um what's been going on with you what's uh what's up i know you're heading to san jose soon yeah i leave next monday so just had like a great weekend with my buddies um got to visit my billet see my girlfriend and hang out with my buddies a little bit this weekend so got to golf go to the eric church concert it was absolutely unbelievable so now i'm just like this whole week, just kind of training, chilling, and uh, yeah, just preparing for San Jose. I leave on Monday quite early in the morning. So yeah, it'll just be a big week of training for me and lots of rest, maybe a little bit of golf, but kind of all over the map. Went to Newmarket for a skate today and stuff. But yeah, I'm really looking uh, forward to San Jose Monday. It's, it's always a treat to go down to California. So I'm excited. But uh, how was your long weekend? I know you're up at the lake. Yeah, it was good. Before I even talk about that, I was just thinking because, uh, as nerdy as this sounds but i need to do it for work and stuff i've been reading over the nhl cba and mm-hmm. in the cba one of the things uh when you're flying to uh camp or like to the start of the season and stuff if you're on a standard player contract um they have to fly you business class and so i imagine you're going to be an economy yeah I'll probably yeah i gotta i gotta <laughs> earn that but i feel like even the sign guys were in uh, economy last time it, it's in the like. cba is it yeah okay maybe there wasn't anybody signed maybe well, I no i mean it, they might not be like you know the, the player probably doesn't know that and they might be just getting away with it or like who knows i i don't think it's very like a very enforceable um type of rule you know yeah well until until oh, i'm oh, oh, sorry uh... i have it right here rule 79 and 80 if you're signed to a standard player contract that are not on an entry level okay so so the entry levels are stuck on the on the regular flights as well yeah 
Yep. Yeah, okay. So I I got to first earn a contract and then earn a second contract if I want to be uh, kicking my feet up or uh, enjoying the nice plane rather rather than being crammed in there with everybody else. But hey, I can't complain. I'm getting a free flight to California. I mean, what, what kind of kid at 19 years old is going to complain about that, right? Yeah, exactly, man. And and anyway, going back, yeah, um, for me, spent the weekend up at the cottage at the lake and uh, it, it was a great, like, you you know, the weather was great this weekend and stuff. And, you know, you're the weatherman of the show. So it was nice to just get some hot weather, um, be out on the water, get get the water skis going and get the boat going and stuff like that. So um, it was nice to relax. I just kind of, I worked really hard to finish all my school and work stuff early in the week so I didn't even I barely had to touch my laptop the whole weekend and it, it was so nice because I'm always especially in the summer like I'm just always on my computer now that there's no like hockey stuff per se for me to be like on the ice for and all that um so it was really nice and relaxing to get away and I actually was wondering because my school is so busy and stuff but I know you had your school to finish up did you end up getting all that stuff done yeah, dude, I ended up getting like three courses done. And like, I, I left it so last minute, but I got them all done. And I, like I passed and everything. So I was super happy with that. But you know, what I was just thinking too. you mentioning that like, top five feeling of all time is like getting everything done and not having to worry about it. Like those last like, I don't know, it's almost like weird to describe like when I was a kid growing up at school, it's like, hey, like the last day of school just happened. And it doesn't feel real. It feels like you still have to go and do stuff for like the first week. And you're like, Oh my God, like I'm done. And that feeling is just so nice when you know, like, Hey, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm just on vacation. Now I'm chilling, you know? Yeah. yeah that You definitely must've felt that way after cramming for those courses and getting it done. But I mean, it even like, it's in the little things too. Like today I, I I've been getting back into running. I used to be a good runner and then now I'm not. Um, and so I'm trying to get back into it. And today I had a good run. And when I finished, it was like that feeling of just like, oh my God, I just did that. Like, and, and everything was like spinning around. I think I was maybe just going to pass out, but, or it was that feeling. I don't know. But that, yeah. How long, how long did you run for? Uh, it was, it was not, not long enough to, to brag. It was like a 25 minute run, but I was doing intermittent sprinting for the first 15 minutes of it. Okay. So would you go like 4k, 5, 5k? um i don't think i did uh maybe with the sprints like, I, I have no clue i didn't i was just doing a timed run i didn't do distance no okay i wasn't cool. tracking my distance i have no idea but uh, i'm, I'm was trying like to me, get it going i i went out for my first run because like if i'm running like normally it's in the gym and i'm on the treadmill or if i'm running like i'm doing hills or sprints like training for like more hockey type and if i'm doing my cardio i normally do it on the peloton but so I was up in Barry and I didn't have any of like those devices. So I'm like, you know what? It's a beautiful morning. I'm going to go for a run and see how this goes. So like, that was the same thing for me, like first run in like two years, three years, maybe. And it was like, it was a bit of a battle, but like, once you get into it, man, it actually feels so nice to just be running, letting that fresh air hit your face and stuff. And then when you're done, you do feel like, like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good feeling, but anyway, I mean, moving forward, I guess um, I wanted to bring up one, topic i guess and there's there's many we'll get into and stuff i guess before i do we should address as you probably know by the title we don't have a guest this week we we said a while back how um we've done a couple episodes where it's just us talking and and they seem to go well so every now and then we'll throw one of those in and um see if you guys get sick of our voices or not but uh i wanted to say uh i guess to start it off 
like are you a coffee guy i don't even know if i've ever asked you do you, you drink coffee a lot or no yeah 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 so how do you take your coffee like if i'm going warm coffee it'll be one milk one sugar and then if i'm getting iced coffee i just say okay give me an iced coffee and whatever yeah. comes out i drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay have you ever been in this situation i just was in this situation on the weekend and it's happened a million times before where like you you put sugar in your coffee and the the hardcore coffee drinkers are just judging you for like putting sugar in your coffee they're like oh like i don't put sugar in my coffee like they're like almost bragging that they take it black or whatever you ever you ever experienced that or no i feel like i have like not directly but i can feel like if i'm throwing a pack of sugar in um and i'm like the type of guy i don't like to have like a lot of sugar in a day so like i'll i'll do like a quarter to a half a pack just to be like conservative on that front. But yeah, I feel like there's definitely people when I'm like, Hey, yo, pass the sugar. They're like, take sugar, your coffee. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, so why am I being judged for that? And, and even when I'm, if I want to pour a full packet of sugar in my coffee and someone's watching me, like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to pour half because people are looking at me, but why, but I want the full one. So it's like, why, why is that a thing where I'm <laughs> feeling judged? And why are people who drink their coffee black or without sugar making fun of people who drink it with sugar? And I, I think I know you maybe you can't relate, but I know there's people listening that can. And I'm sitting here like people are like, oh, yeah, I, I always have my coffee black. Like I'm so picky about my coffee. The, the sugar ruins the taste forever. But here's the truth. Coffee black tastes bad and it needs sugar and milk to taste good. How's that? <laughs> Dude, actually, it's funny you say that because like anytime, like if I go through the tim horton's line with my parents and sometimes like i'll be like uh, i'll be like oh the one milk one sugar is not enough and i'll be like okay give me a double double and my mom will be like ew a double double <laughs> right like, there we Ugh. go and and, and i'm like well that's how i want it and that's like how it tastes good so i'm gonna have it like that <laughs> now i'm gonna expose myself here and you might remember me doing this back when i was living in niagara falls earlier I don't, I haven't done it since, but for my, my morning drink for a while, um, was, so I'd have a big mug. I'd fill it halfway with coffee. The other half I would fill with hot chocolate. And then I would put in, um, oh, it was, uh, I think it was O Henry, um, like creamer. And I would, I would pour it in like, uh, like a couple centimeters of that and stir it up. And yeah, it had so much sugar in it, but it tasted amazing. And I don't care. Like I don't need the coffee. I just want like a good tasting hot drink in the morning. And, mm-hmm. uh, that was it for me for a while. And it was, uh, it was pretty sweet. So anyway, tell, yeah, I don't, I don't like black coffee. It doesn't taste good. Okay. So moral of the story is Nora Rask or I, <laughs> we don't like black coffee. So if you're going to buy us a coffee, just know at least one milk, one sugar to begin with. <laughs> I also, I also like a good French vanilla as well, but I mean, this is a hockey podcast. So you want to hit our first subject of the day? Yeah, we have some hockey stuff to talk about, but one more thing, just cause you, we were on the, on that topic when I was in Barry, um, you know, that concession stand, uh, it's like the Irish coffee stand kind of behind the home bench. Yeah. 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 So I used to go there and they would make me, uh, during the, and games, they, have the cookies. Was... they have the cookies there, right? Yeah. yeah. I, the girl would make me, um, it was, I, I got the half coffee. Oh no. It was like a third coffee, a third French vanilla, a third hot chocolate. And, uh, Ooh. it was, it was a good drink. And I do that stuff at Tim's. If you ever want to like mix and match, they, they let you do that anyway. Okay. Hawking <laughs> stuff. So, We'll start, we have a bit, but we'll start with the Colorado Avalanche. Now, we've seen them partying with the Cup for a week, 
more than a week. Um, the parade has looked sick. I, I don't know about you. I'm looking at all their Instagram pictures and stuff, keeping an eye on on the shenanigans mm-hmm. and stuff. And it looks it looks unreal. And you know, having won a Sutherland Cup myself, which is almost as good, um, <laughs> I, I know how good it must feel for them, especially because I joined the team in the playoffs when it counts. Um, <laughs> but one of the questions that was sent in to us today was, will the cup make it out of this summer alive? Have you seen the, this thing get dropped over and over? Oh yeah, man. Like it, it's, it's hard to watch because you look at the cup and it's like, it's like, this is like the most prestigious thing in all of our sport. And these guys are just throwing it around. Like it's a, like it's, <laughs> like it's a football in the backyard, but no man, like, and this was another thing that I was, I was talking to JT Jack Thompson about it in the car today. I'm like, so if you win the cup, how long do you party for? I'm, I'm like, like we're, we're trying to think and we're like, well, established guys, like they're, they would could party as long as they want. Like they know they got, they're coming back. They got their spot. They've won the cup. Like, but like, if you like, I'm the type of guy, like I always feel guilty if I don't work out for a bit. And like, I, I feel like these guys are just like on a bender and they're just like partying and like, just drinking and celebrating with the cup. But like, I mean, I guess you put in all those hours to win the cup. So you might as well enjoy it for at least a week or two before you get back to normal life. What, how long would you say you'd party for if you won the cup? I'd say the cup, I'd say at least two weeks, man, before you're hitting the gym and stuff like that. Um, I think. How, how do you feel? Though? Like, Are you not like, are you not like, oh my God, like I'm going to turn into a milk bag if I keep doing this. The only thing is like, what are you training for at the end of the day? Like maybe if you're trying to earn a contract, but you're, you're ultimately training, like you want to win and you got it. So like you deserve to celebrate you, you have done the training to get to that point. Um, So I think you need now with that being said as well, you know, it's beginning of July, like the season had just ended and the season kicks up again in like a month and a half, you know? Um, so I, I get what you mean, but at the end, like, you know, as a professional athlete and even like a junior hockey athlete, like all that stuff, your body's you're in like the best shape compared to an, an average person. Like you'd be able to rebound and get your body back to, to where it is a lot quicker than, than another person I would imagine. And yeah, you won the cup. Like you, you gotta be partying all the time. Well, and, okay. This is another thing I wanted to talk about. I had it for later on, but so the Hamilton Bulldogs, for example, obviously win the OHL championship, go to St. John for the Memorial cup and lose in the final. They came back, they had their little uh, parade and stuff, but it's not the same. If there's no Memorial cup, for example, they would have been partying for a week on end at least. And they come back and maybe they had their one big party or whatever it might be, but there was no time to party after they won because they're focused on the mem cup now. And then coming back after losing a game like that, you just don't, you're not you don't have that feeling anymore so it kind of ruins the whole thing yeah that is fair but like and then it's like the polar like if you look at it in that sense like edmonton shawinigan and hamilton all kind of have that feeling yeah meanwhile so they all get to go home and celebrate but the winner of it all is the team who loses out in the first round of the playoffs and then now they're probably having a party for a week or two weeks and yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, but I say one of us win the cup one day, so then we can find out the reality of it. <laughs> well, if it's me as a non-player, I would be all summer, and I would never oh, stop yeah. partying for the rest of my life. Oh. <laughs> I know you would. And then you then you'd end up getting fired because you'd never come back to the office. 
I'd probably take the cup and disappear. But even like, look at me with <laughs> not to keep bringing it up, but with the Sutherland Cup. I mean, I was partying for like two weeks straight with the boys, and and it wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. And we're, there's still stuff going on too. Like they have uh, was you know the Maid of the Mist, like the thing that goes in the Niagara Falls. They they yeah. invited the team for a a private ride with the trophy and stuff, which will be kind of nasty. If you win a trophy or a cup, like I feel like it, it's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving for a while. You get a lot of perks for at least until the next season, you know? Yeah, and think about it. Like you get the cup and you have your day with the cup or two days or whatever it is. And like you're you're having a huge party that day, which is midsummer. You're probably going to keep partying. Like it, it's, I mean, look at Ovechkin and the Capitals when they won, man. The party didn't stop. And uh, you, you look at Tampa after both cups the party inside and they still keep going to the finals and they uh they just they party and they make it work i don't know man i don't know what to say but if you win the cup like you better not be thinking about training and stuff you you celebrate no i I feel like it's just such a second thought at that point but i mean what uh what's next on our docket we might as well keep rolling yeah, well, we, we mentioned St. John's, so I want to talk about um, the Sea Dogs one, which I, I had called it last episode, and uh, we have to shout out Gardner McDougal, the, the coach of eternity, for pulling that one off. Although, I was looking at the team, like, they had eight draft picks, man, which might be the might have been the most in the CHL, I think. Like, that's, you know, almost half the team has been drafted, and a couple more, I think, are going to get drafted uh, in a few days here. So, they had a good team, but... uh I don't know, man. Like, what, what were your thoughts on that? I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch, like, a heck of a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, like I said earlier, like, rooting for the guys, uh, Winterton and guys like that. So, And it's, it's always fun to see the competition um, that you've played against all year and see how they stack up against the other leagues. But I thought it was a good tournament overall, and it was, it was crazy to see that uh, your prediction, like, weeks before the tournament even happened, uh, kind of came true because uh, – you know, you had the pre-scout on that coach and maybe you were the only one uh, who, who was capable of uh, stopping him from the win if uh, if you had warned everyone in advance, right? <laughs> it's funny because actually um, coaching makes such a big difference. He's a, um, like a big matchups guy and uh, like Wilmer, Jason Wilms, who, wait, you didn't play with Wilmer, did you? I know him though. I know Wilmer okay. pretty well. Because like he's at UNB, who, who I met in Barry, former captain of the Colts. He's at UNB where Gardner McDougal's the coach, and he knows like and and we've talked like all about that. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, big one in San Jose. We got a new GM. You want to take it from there? Yeah, I mean Mike Greer was announced today as the uh, new GM of the San Jose Sharks, and the first black GM in the history of the NHL. So that's obviously a huge step for not only the NHL, but it's the San Jose Sharks for making that move and putting him in that role. And it's great to see. And you already see all these posts online by, uh, and I saw the soul on ice podcast uh, as well. Who Keel, who we had on is, is a part of that. And it's, it's super humbling and it's really a proud day. And it's great for the game and it's going to continue to grow the game. And, um, it's something that I think is amazing and I'm, I'm sure we already talked about it and we were, we were super excited about it. And for me personally, I'm, I'm just excited to get down there next week and have the opportunity to introduce myself and then uh, put my best on the ice and hopefully he likes my game. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, what is it like for you now uh, going to a, having a new GM who, you know, he didn't draft you. He has probably never seen you play like that sort of stuff. 
Um, what, what's that mindset for you now going to camp with a new GM? Well, it's a, it's a fresh slate, right? Like, I don't know what Doug Wilson had thought of me, obviously had the confidence to draft me in, in his scouts and stuff like that. But this is a fresh slate. Like he hasn't seen anybody. Right. So at the same time, everybody's in the same boat and everybody wants to impress. Right. But you got to go there and kind of just do your thing. And if, um, and that's what got you there. Like whatever gets you places. It, I feel like the hockey world kind of has similar interests. So I feel like yeah, you just be confident in yourself and first and foremost, have a, uh, have a good interaction off the ice. Don't, uh, don't be a donkey when meeting him for the first time. And then, and then, yeah, just do my thing on the ice. And uh, I'm super excited and just, just work as hard as I can, because I feel like uh, a hard work ethic gets noticed by anyone who, no matter who you are. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it's interesting timing for a new GM because the NHL draft is in a couple of days now. And I imagine, you know, that'll be on the, uh, on the scouting staff really to, to, and Doug Wilson Jr. Is is he still around there? Yeah. Doug Wilson Jr. is still there. So I feel like most of the, like the the scouting and the drafting. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. So it'll kind of fall onto them. And then, uh, and then Mike Greer, you know, going forward, we'll be able to make uh, his impact on the, on the staffing and the future drafts going forward. And uh, he also is a former San Jose shark and played over a thousand games in the NHL. So um, pretty sweet playing career. And now uh, he's already had quite the post playing career and, you know, it's only getting started for him. So um, other uh, NHL news, I guess we got the NHL draft coming up this week. Like I said, a lot of debate now about who's going to be taken first overall, where Shane Wright was kind of the guy for years. Like everyone had thought it was going to be him first overall. And now all of a sudden, um, you know, there's some uncertainty. So I have two questions for you. Firstly, uh, do you think Shane Wright knows at this point if Montreal is taking him? Yes or no. And then who would you take first overall? In my opinion, I believe that if Montreal is taking him, and he's going one, I think he knows. And I think that's been relayed through the agent and stuff. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, mind you, I have no idea, right? I've never been a first overall pick. I wish I was, and I wish I could tell you the real answer. But unfortunately, they don't tell you that you're going 121st. So uh, I, I don't know exactly how that works. But um, I think I believe that yeah if if Montreal's taking them I think they that they, they already told them and if if it's still up in the air obviously it's still up in the air and I feel like if it's the other guy it's probably predetermined I I just you just see so many things with like first overalls and it's like preset and like even in the OHL it's like the day before they get announced so I feel like it's it's definitely out there and I don't know, like the debate is so hard to counter in on too for myself personally, because I've played against Shane, I've talked to him, had conversations on the ice and stuff like that. And he's he's an amazing player and everybody's seen that for years now. And I've, I've never seen uh, the other player play. What's it? His name's Slavkovsky. And yeah, like I've never seen him play. So I, I can't make any judgment on who should be number one or two. And I know you're in the same boat, but I, I think we can agree Shane Wright's going to be a hell of a player. And he's already shown that in the OHL over the past few years as a, as a young guy. And he's, he's an interesting player too. in the fact that he some nights you may not notice him 
but he's a plus four because he's so defensively sound and he won all of his draws and maybe he didn't have a goal or assist, but uh, he had seven shots on net, created great ozone time. Like I said, won his draws, won his battles and stayed below the puck all night and teams drafting number one or overall are like, that's the game we want to see maybe rather than a guy scoring a hat trick. And it goes back to playing the right way. And for all our young listeners, I think that's a big thing like that you can learn from all the episodes. I think a lot of guys give credit to, playing hockey properly, buying in, not being out on their own. And and we had a conversation with Rob Tramp a while back on the podcast. And he was like one of those guys who kind of just like did his own thing, like freewheeled. And like, that's ultimately why he said like, he never had like the career he, he had like wanted in the NHL per se. And maybe it was because it was before his time and stuff, but it's the same type of thing. Shane writes the player that you're going to get a reliable like game in and game out. And he's a guy that like will play in the NHL for a long time just because of his habits. So I think he's, he's a great pick and who knows, we'll, uh, we'll have to chat about it next week on the podcast. Once we, uh, once we see who actually goes number one, but uh, what do you, what do you think? And I know you've seen Shane Wright play. Yeah. Uh, my opinion too. Well, I'll, Again, same as you, like, I, I don't know just because I haven't seen these other players. And I know Logan Cooley's also in the mix for, for going first overall. Um, but I would say that there, for years in the past, there was, like, an expectation that the first overall pick would come in and, and be, like, one of the better players. Because you look at guys like McDavid, Matthews, um, these guys coming in and just being dominant players. And then you look at guys like uh, Jack Hughes, um uh, alexi lafreniere like guys who will be really good for a long time but you don't step in as a rookie and dominate because it's not easy to do even if you go first overall and i think and you know obviously they could prove me wrong but i think if shane wright goes first overall he'll be one of those guys who's not they're gonna be like oh he went first overall and he's not like a hundred point player um but he's gonna be like a good long time nhler so that's something to remember too um because you're picking for a long future hopefully with the same franchise rather than for like you know, a breakout rookie season. And uh, we'll, we'll, I guess, yeah, we'll revisit it next week when we see how the draft goes. Um, there was a couple other things uh, I want to talk about before we go to the fan questions. One of them being how uh, I've talked about on the podcast, but how I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> which is right, uh, right. pretty funny. But so they, so they just mailed me um, this thing that I get every year, inviting me to the annual shareholders meeting. And um, yeah, I was thinking about opening it live on the podcast, but uh, there's no point uh, doing that. And we want to get to the fan questions and stuff. But they uh, they had sent me uh, four tickets to the annual shareholders meeting here. So yeah, I, I've never been. I've, I get this every year and I've never been. But now now that I'm older, like I, I have my summer kind of more open um, and enough money to get myself there. I was thinking I might... Um, round up some of the boys and, and go take the drive. It's a 12 hour drive, but Chicago's on the way. So I was thinking, go to drive to Chicago, stay in Chicago one night, um, see Chicago and stuff, go to this uh, Packers shareholder meeting the next day, you get like merch and food and get to see Lambeau field and stuff and vote on. I, I have no clue what we'd be voting on, but if I read this thing, <laughs> I'd probably know like what I'm supposed to do, but it's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> but uh so i think i might do it it's it's on july 25th so i'm i'm thinking about that that would be a sick experience and like if you went through chicago you could hit up like a cubbies game or like a white Sox game whoever's in town like do that get to see chicago a little bit and then yeah like 
I mean, you are a part owner, so you might as well go see what you're working with. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see. I I saw a guy in a Green Bay Packers sweater this weekend, and I, I was thinking, like, not actually, but I was thinking I should go up to him and tell him that I own the team and and see his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, we can we can get into some fan questions. Just a few to wrap it up here. Um, one of them from friend of the show Ethan Keppen. We got to talk about Cardi's corny skate last Monday. So what happened there? No, it's just it's just buzzing. I mean, I'm out there just putting in a good effort, right? Uh, it was he wasn't even there, so I don't even know how he heard about me skating with Corny and stuff like that. But no, I was just uh, being a typical pro out there, you know, going through my reps, high intensity, and get my rest when I'm not. And uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of goals and scored. Uh, I have uh, we always have my uh, former minor midget goalie Ethan Robertson who comes out, so scored a, quite a few goals on him that day. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. There you go. Okay. Uh, how would you describe your play style? Um, I feel like I work pretty hard. Uh, I like I'm a, I rely on my skating, uh, fast skater, and uh, try to try to use my speed wide, and and then um, at the same time use my hockey IQ to kind of read plays, pick off passes, and recover pucks well, and and then make plays off that and use my speed as separation to either drive the net, make a play off that, or be able to delay and create separation from other players. Okay. Um, how would you describe my play style? On or off the ice? On. On the ice. You know, I used to, when, when I was with the Colts, we used to um, skate on game days uh, with the scratches, like the office stuff versus scratches and three on three. And I used yeah. to, just dangle shredsy over and over. <laughs> no, if, if I have to describe Rask's play style, I'll say like, it'll be like, he's just pinned to the wall, like hard out, like get pucks out, get pucks on the, he likes to keep pucks on the yellow. Cause that's simple. Rim pucks. Ideally give his, give his players suicide passes, <laughs> get, get to the red line, dump it in, get off that's or so get hockey. The red line, ship it in and go run somebody. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I never saw Rask play, so I can't, I can't comment, but I have seen, he has some pretty slick mitts for, uh, for a washed up player himself now. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to get out to a skate or something, go one-on-one for, uh, for the title. We'll see. Go one-on-one for the, the flight to San Jose. Um, now we got Rask. What do you look for when recruiting guys? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a pretty simple answer. I mean, it depends on where, where we're at with the team and stuff, but you want to start with looking just for like the, the most high-end guy you can basically like look at the OHL who's <laughs> the best one we can get out of there. And then when you're looking for like the, the other guys that aren't like maybe the super high-end, we really want guys who can skate. We don't want like a slow sluggish defenseman. Now we're, I'm kind of just looking for people who can, really push the pace and, and uh, you know, you can ride them all game and they're not going to get tired. Like none of those guys, I, I want people who are really quick. That's like one of the first things I'm looking for. Like it, when it's not just one of those high end guys that obviously everybody wants. So I think simple answer skating is something we look for. And then actually, I don't know if you know, this cards and the listeners, but we do pretty thorough background checks on people we're recruiting, like um, calling their coaches, teammates and, and trainers we talked to a couple of trainers cause they're, they're the ones who really know what guys are like. Um, 
So uh, we don't want any bad guys. Cause I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but every time you hear a team win a championship and they get interviewed, they're like, this is the tightest knit group I've ever been a part of. Like we're brothers for like all that. So you can't win with bad guys. I truly believe that. And uh, that's, so I, I really look for thorough background checks and making sure we're bringing in good people. Yeah. I was literally just about to ask you when you were talking about speed, I was like, well, you got to be looking for good people. And I, I think like, that's something I've come across too. Like just from being a player, you want to be around the best guys and you want to create the best environment in the locker room so that, you can win games right so that's definitely a thing and calling trainers like i when i was being scouted like like teams were calling my billets they were calling trainers they were calling coaches assistant coaches like just kind of going through all the process but i guess you got to do all that to find your guy and you've done a pretty good job of that as uh as you guys have had a few good seasons in a row now yeah and our recruiting class is buzzing this year but and then even just one more example about skating, just to go in for like we had a guy come from the OJ one year, and he led the led the OJHL in scoring, like hundred point guy in that league, and his his skating wasn't great, and it just didn't translate at Brock. Like over three years, he only played maybe like ten to fifteen games, and only had a couple points. And it's just you gotta ultimately, it doesn't matter if you can put up points. Like you you gotta be able to skate in in that league and going forward into pro and stuff because mm-hmm. it only gets faster and faster. Um, uh, who's going to win the Stanley cup next year? The sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you make the team though. <laughs> Otherwise they're screwed. Obviously, obviously. Yeah. That, that would be my number one team I'd be rooting for, but it, it's kind of hard to bet against Colorado again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Tampa could win again. Um, I, I think, actually thought, Sorry, I saw a thing. The Leafs were the second best odds to win behind Colorado. Yeah, it was hard for me to not say the Leafs right there. But now that I've said Tampa, I think the Leafs also have a good chance. And obviously, (laughs) easy answer, Colorado. Um, If I had to pick a sleeper team, uh, I I don't know if they count as a sleeper team, but Florida, like I I think they do have like a lot of potential to win the cup. And it's not really like a sleeper pick because they won the President's Trophy, but you know, I could, I could definitely see them going all the way if they stay healthy. I could see that as well. You know what? I'm going to make a sleeper pick for just like a good solid team next year. Not yeah. a team who like needs to win or whatever. Like I think Chicago underachieved a lot this year. I think they're going to be a better team next year. Yeah. They had a lot of off ice drama to deal with this year. So I think with that put aside, you know, they can keep their heads on, on the ice and focus on hockey so that I can see that. Um, I'm trying to think of any Canadian teams that might push it other than the Leafs, but Edmonton's not ready to win a cup, man. I just don't think, like, I don't think yeah, they're going to be there. So many conversations about the Oilers. I, I think what we've decided is goaltending, right? Goaltending and just overall depth, I guess, front and back. Like, it's just they need a lot more, man. It, like, I don't know. Anyway, we don't need to get into it too much. I, I don't know how long we've been going. I feel like we've been going a while. I'll say this. Um, normally we have a good sense of time, how long we're going, but there was a, a thought that Cardi's car might've been getting stolen in the middle of the episode. So we had to break it up for a bit to check that out. <laughs> so, um, we, we had to, yeah, I don't know how long we've been going, but I think it's been a good episode. Yeah, no, I, I think it's been good. Like we went no script. We're just kind of ripping it off uh, the top of our heads here. But yeah, like you said, like first time in a long time, we've had a little bit of Wi-Fi issues. 
We've also had, yeah, the thought that there could be cars being stolen. False alarms, but nobody worry about us here. We're all good. But uh, no, yeah, that, that was like, I had fun. It was nice to just like talk a little bit of hockey, talk a little bit of life, talk a bit of coffee. And yeah, I, I had fun, man. All right. So uh, I'll give it back to you for a little weather or whatever you want to talk about here. Floor is yours and wrap it up for the boys. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a bit of a down week for all hockey fans. Like, didn't really have anything to watch for the past two weeks, I guess. Or, I, I guess the Memorial Cup just wrapped up, the Stanley Cup, and we're right back into another hockey week filled with the the draft. So don't forget to circle that on your calendars if you're a huge hockey fan, which I'm guessing you are if you're listening to this podcast. So enjoy that this weekend, and uh, yeah, and enjoy the weather it's it's looking like we're uh, we're getting some nicer weather coming our way a little bit of clouds but uh overall some good heat and uh and yeah it's a it's a lot to look forward to so i know i'll be enjoying the draft myself and then uh shooting off to san jose so we don't know if we'll have an episode next week but uh if it's this week or next week or the week after we'll catch you next time and enjoy yourself